0: Section fourteen of American Scenery, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. American Scenery, volume two, by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Section fourteen. View of New York from Weehawken. weehawken is slighted by the traveller ascending to the bolder and brighter glories of the highlands above and few visit it except the prisoner to the city's pent-up air, who making a blessed holiday of a summer's afternoon crosses thither to set his foot on the green grass and mount the rocks for a view of our new-sprung babylon and its waters there is no part of the country which god made so blessed in its offices of freshening the spirit and giving health to the blood as the rural suburb of a metropolis the free breath drawn there the green herb looked on before it is trodden down the tree beautiful simply for the freedom of its leaves from the dust of the street the humblest bird or the meanest butterfly are dispensers of happiness in another measure than falls elsewhere to their lot most such humble ministers of large blessings have their virtue for its own reward but it has fallen to the lot of weehawken to find a minstrel and no mean one among those for whose happiness and consolation it seems made to bloom a merchant poet whose works stand on shelves in wall street but whose rhymes for pastime live in literature and in the hearts of his countrymen thus glorifies his suburban tempi we hawken, in thy mountain scenery yet all we adore of nature in her wild and frolic hour of infancy is met and never has a summer morning smiled upon a lovelier scene than the full eye of the enthusiast revels on when high amid thy forest solitudes he climbs o'er crags that proudly tower above the deep and knows that sense of danger which sublimes the breathless moment when his daring step is on the verge o the cliff and he can hear the low dash of the wave with startled ear like the death music of his coming doom and clings to the green turf with desperate force as the heart clings to life and when resume the currents in his veins their wonted course there lingers a deep feeling like the moan of wearied ocean when the storm is gone in such an hour he turns and on his view ocean and earth and heaven burst before him clouds slumbering at his feet and the clear blue of summer sky in beauty bending o'er him the city bright below and far away sparkling in light his own romantic bay tall spire and glittering roof and battlement and banners floating in the sunny air and white sails o'er the calm blue waters bent green isle and circling shore are blended there in wild reality when life is old and many a scene forgot the heart will hold its memory of this nor lives there one whose infant breath was drawn or boyhood's days of happiness were passed beneath that sun that in his manhood's prime can calmly gaze upon that bay or on that mountain stand nor feel the prouder of his native land note one weehawken is the chalk farm of new york and a small spot enclosed by rocks and open to observation only from the river is celebrated as having been the ground on which hamilton fought his fatal duel with aaron burr a small obelisk was erected on the spot by the st andrew's society to the memory of hamilton but it has been removed his body was interred in the churchyard of trinity in broadway where his monument now stands it is to be regretted that the fashion of visiting hoboken and weehawken has yielded to an impression among the fashionable that it is a vulgar resort this willingness to relinquish an agreeable promenade because it is enjoyed as well by the poorer classes of society is one of those superfine ideas which we imitate from our English ancestors, and in which the more philosophic continentals are so superior to us. What enlivens the Tuileries and St. Cloud at Paris, the Mont Pincio at Rome, the Volksgarden at Vienna, and the Corso and Villa Real at Naples, but the presence of innumerable vulgarians They are considered there like the chorus in a pantomime, as producing all the background effect as necessary to the ensemble, the place would be nothing; would be desolate without them. Yet in England and America, it is enough to vulgarize any the most agreeable resort to find it frequented by the people. Note one, Fanny, a poem by Fitz Green Halleck. End of section fourteen.